Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. Hey guys, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Jenna Smith. Jenna, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, um, I'm Jenna and I'm a junior at Hume Fogg and I've had diabetes for almost 10 years. Yeah, and so kind of delving into that, that's obviously the topic of today's episode is just talking about diabetes and so many things that come along with it. So um, you said you've had it for 10 years. Can you kind of go into that? And when you found out Um, kind of like what your thoughts were, obviously very young, and kind of what your family's thoughts were, and just all of that. Yeah, so um, I was six, so in first grade, um, and I was just drinking loads and loads of water. Like, uh, we'd have these pitchers in our refrigerator, and I would drink multiple of those a day, which is way too much for um, a six-year-old, and my teacher actually sent a note home to my mom saying that I was taking way too many water breaks, Um, so we went to the doctor, and they diagnosed me there on the spot, and um, my mom actually passed out when she found out. Wow. It was big news, Um, and then we went to the endocrine center at Vanderbilt, and they kind of talked my family through everything, and um, like showed them how to um, prick myself and check my blood sugar and do all of that sort of thing. Um, But as a six-year-old, I really had no idea what was going on. And it definitely took some time to like understand um, what was happening. And, you know, like I I didn't really understand until um, we got home and my mom gave me a shot, which you don't really, no one really experiences that. I don't know, it was a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. And so for those people that don't know, because I mean, diabetes is obviously like, I think it's something that a lot of people like know about in kind of like the superficial way. But can you kind of differentiate between like the types of diabetes and then also kind of just give an explanation of what it is for those who don't know? Yeah. So um, type one diabetes is usually diagnosed in um, children or young young adults. Um, It used to be called juvenile diabetes. And it's caused by autoimmune response to um, against insulin productivity. So your pancreas no longer creates um, an insulin or a hormone that it needs to um, create energy. Um, and so T1Ds are insulin dependent, meaning they need insulin to survive. Um, whereas type 2 diabetes usually um, is diagnosed in adults and is caused by a multitude of things that could be like weight, age, um, inactivity, genetics, a bunch of things. And um, the treatments really differ. It could be diet, exercise, um, sometimes insulin, but they're not insulin dependent. Okay, yeah, and I think that, I mean, especially like being so young, I know that it obviously took like a long time to kind of like learn about all of these different things and so I know that you said your mom passed out initially because obviously that is huge news and so did your parents sit you down at all and talk to you about like what this meant for you or um 
yeah, I guess kind of what was your like initial reaction? Like, I mean, obviously after like learning that you had to get these shots, but kind of, yeah, how did that affect you mentally and how did it affect them initially? Yeah, well, um, to begin with, I kind of thought that it was more like the flu or some sort of sickness that I would like get over in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really remember like, my parents sitting me down. I think it's more of just like, you have to experience it yourself to like understand what's happening. Um, It's just hard to like talk through, especially at such a young age. Like even if they did sit me down, I don't think I would really understand what was happening. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so um, since you had you, since it came like into your knowledge when you were six, how did your life begin to change and kind of like what ways did that immediately change the way that you viewed yourself in relation to other kids, especially in ways of like feeling um, isolated or having like a quote unquote normal childhood or things like that? Yeah. So um, I was diagnosed four days before Halloween, which really sucks for a six year old who um, can't eat. I had like a free piece of candy limit that year just because I was so new to diabetes and that I was like, I didn't understand. Um, but in terms of a like normal childhood, it's difficult. Um, my uh, elementary school in kindergarten in first grade, um, a lot of the kids didn't understand like what I was going through or like anything about diabetes. And you can't really blame them. They didn't know, I didn't know. Um, but a lot of the kids thought I was contagious. So um, oh. I wasn't like, they didn't want me to play with them um, because they just didn't understand what that was like or like that I wasn't contagious. Um, so that definitely affected me because like that really hurt as a six, seven year old. Um, and even like later in my life, it can be kind of isolating because, you know, like if my blood sugar is low or high, I can't do certain things or I feel bad. Um, I can't pay attention in school sometimes because of my blood sugar. So like, I don't get to participate in certain things at certain times. And that can just really, um, I don't know, put a damper on my day. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's really interesting that you talk about how like they thought you were contagious and things like that, especially when you're that young you can't really differentiate between, I think, the labels that other people are putting on you and the labels that you put on yourself. And so I imagine that that is just so difficult. Um, And how how did teachers respond to that? Because I know that obviously, you know, hopefully adults know more, but um, I'm sure that you've also probably had some experiences with teachers where they don't always get it, or maybe you haven't. Um, But yeah, how did they kind of respond to that? Um, Well... I remember um, my kindergarten teacher who actually I didn't have when I was diabetic, um, but she like requested me in her second grade class just because she knew what I was going through or like imagined what I was going through and um, saw that I was struggling. Um, I and I ended up transferring, but I thought that was like really nice and really kind. Um, and most teachers are pretty I like to tell teachers that I'm diabetic at the beginning of the year, just in case something happens, they know. Um, And most of the time they're pretty, you know, like cool about it. Um, I've had multiple teachers just not understand really what it is. Um, Yeah, there's been some like instances that just kind of are weird because you expect adults to like know what diabetes is and like how to deal with that but not a lot of people do and it's kind of it's a weird thing 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of like what I was saying at the beginning, kind of just explaining it, because I think a lot of people have this superficial idea of, like, what diabetes is, and they kind of, like, know some stuff, but don't really understand, and one thing that I thought was interesting was when you talked about, like, the academics and about how it can affect you, Um, and it just, it really does affect the way you feel, like, I know this is not to the same extent, but, like, when someone has like low blood sugar and just in the sense of like just having low blood sugar just like feeling very hungry like if they haven't eaten in a while Mm -hmm. that affects you so much because I know that I've dealt with that before and just feeling that way it's exhausting and it takes so much out of you mentally and so um can you kind of walk us through like how you deal with that and what you go through when it like stuff like that happens with your blood sugar or your insulin levels um especially as it pertains to your academics and how to get through that? Yeah, that's a difficult question because I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that means for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes I just excuse myself and go to the bathroom or go to the nurses and just kind of take a breather um, and definitely, you know, correct my blood sugar. Um, And that's why I like to tell my teachers at the beginning of the year, just so they know that like, I, I do try, you know, I'm not just, saying my blood sugar is low to get out of things you know i actually do feel these things and it's difficult for me to um pay attention sometimes and um but i'm i'm trying you know and um yeah i think just be open about it and like tell people how you're feeling can definitely help yeah because i mean vulnerability in so many situations and communication i think are both so important and I imagine in your situation, yeah. that's heightened because it, there is, you know, not so much of a, well, maybe you could say like a stigma, but just a misunderstanding about what it truly is and all of the things that you go through. And so kind of diving into that about more of what you go through. I know certain people that I have talked to have dealt with something called diabulimia um, and just disordered eating or eating disorders and body image issues. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of dive into yeah. that a little bit about both body image and kind of your relationship with food? Yeah. So, um, thankfully I've never dealt with diabulimia, which is, um, a really dangerous eating disorder. It's where, um, diabetics restrict the amount of insulin they get so that they go into, um, what's called diabetic ketoacidosis or, um, high blood sugar. Um, and they do this so that when your blood sugar is high, um, your body starts burning fat for energy. And so it makes you lose weight. Um, but with DKA comes really serious health um, risks, you know, like uh, you can go into a coma or it just withers away at your health. Um, so I'm really grateful that I've never like had to go through that um, and never had that issue. But I've definitely had my fair share of um, disordered eating. You know, from such a young age, I've been taught to um, count carbs and like study my plate and um I've listened to a lot of people's advice about what I should be eating, what they think I should be eating. Um, and that definitely doesn't like help um, my mental health. And um, I don't know, it's just, you know, um, diet and exercise is just a huge part of my life. And so it kind of causes a warped relationship with food and like the purposes of exercise. And it becomes kind of like a way to manage my diabetes instead of like fuel or like mm-hmm. I don't know it's, it's a weird it creates a weird relationship and um 
you know, like twice, what's the statistic? Um, women with type one diabetes are twice as likely to have an eating disorder just because like, so you have to manage wow. what you're eating. And that's just a huge part of diabetes is to keep track of what you're eating. And that's definitely like, you have to think that um, while that's important to manage what you're eating, you have to look at it in a broader spectrum of like, it is just a part of diabetes and you have to like take a step away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that is like surprising, but at the same time, not. It's like that makes sense because in any situation when you have to hyper focus on something, um, I think yeah. that it can create an obsession and a fixation with it and make something easy. Yeah, it just takes away the fun from food and it takes away the fun yeah. from guys and it makes it um, more of a job. And I imagine also with having people always tell you, like, you have to keep this in check um, and like labeling foods and stuff like that, it, your food freedom is virtually lost. Um, and so yeah. you, you kind of talk about that a little bit and about just like what types of ways that like you've been restricted with both diet and exercise are the things that you're kind of like required to do and just how that's played into you a little bit too. Yeah. So um, let's see. Well, I've been told many times to like, not eat a lot of carbs and both from like uh doctors and just random people um so like while that is kind of important i don't know i think that that's just such a limiting thing i know that um carbs do affect my blood sugar but they're also like essential oh, such an important yeah <laughs> yeah um so like yeah i'll eat low carb if my blood sugar is high um but that kind of, it just makes me feel bad if I'm eating carbs um, because I know that my blood sugar is going to react in a certain way. Um, but like you, you just have to, cause that's food. Like, yeah, that makes me feel good. So I don't know. I think um, just restricting, like if you're telling someone and you're not their doctor, like just, just stop. Um, oh yeah, no. But, that's I imagine that that's huge too. With like the amount of people that you get just trying to chime in on like thinking that yeah. they know so much about diabetes, I'm I cannot imagine how frustrating that is. Yeah, and then also a lot of people just don't know anything about like what they should be eating, and so um, they'll tell me that I shouldn't be eating um, or drinking a soda or. Um, like when I order a diet soda at a um, restaurant or something, I've had many um, waiters say like, oh, you don't need a diet. You're fine. And I'm like, um, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, you don't know what? I just think that's really silly. Um, yeah. And quite often and um, just people chiming in about like just small parts of my life is just a weird concept. Oh, yeah. No, that is also just so uncalled for no matter who you are I think um yeah saying something like that and commenting on like body like your body or um your food that is so individualized and you never know what somebody's relationship with food is or like in your case like what somebody's like medical history is or things like yeah. that and I think that th there's some obsession with wanting to act like we know so much about so much but I think that like in 
normal like day-to-day life you know people have all of these diets and diet culture in general that is so crazy yeah. and that are so outlandish and to try to apply those onto something um that they don't even know about and onto someone who's medical history is so much more expansive than they understand is just unfathomable like why what gives them that and so yeah i was also kind of wondering um have your parents ever tried to chime in in those situations or like how, how do you just kind of like ignore it um or yeah yeah so i don't know i think um my parents are pretty understanding and they know that um a lot of people try to chime in and they'll definitely like comment if I have a super high carb meal, um, but more in a funny way, like, you know, oh, that's a lot of carbs, but it's still kind of, you know, those small things, they, yeah. they get to you. But I don't know, they've, they've been really good about it and they realize that um, people comment and people um, see what I'm going through and see it through a glass and just small things like that. Yeah, and I I imagine that because correct me if I'm wrong. Does anybody else in your family like have diabetes or anything like that? No. Yeah, and so I imagine that it's difficult for them too to see you going through this and to not really like. Well, now I'm sure they know a lot more, but like initially to like not really know what to do, and I imagine that there's like a lot of not necessarily guilt for anything that they've done, but just guilt for the fact that you're having to go through this and that they don't yeah. know. And so I, I just, that seems really difficult, but do you feel like it's made you um, closer in a sense with your parents or do you feel like it's, because I know that you said that they've handled it pretty well, or do you feel like it's sometimes um, something that drives you apart a little bit? Well, I think especially since um, like, my teenage years when I'm getting more independent about it and I know um, what I need, like how to, like how to work my pump or things like that. Um, but in general, I think that it brings you closer in a sense, like we have the special bond that no one else really has, unless you're diabetic, you know, um, different stories. I have like, they know, um, that when my face is, when I'm really pale, that my blood sugar is low. And they, they have like little um, cues that my blood sugar is off. And not a lot of like parents have that. So I think that's kind of special, you know, kind of cool. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I and then I know you have younger sisters. How did they kind of adjust mm -hmm. to like, because I know for, I guess most, has it been like their whole lives pretty much that they've um, like seen you dealing with this? Yeah, pretty much. They were three when I was diagnosed, two, two or three when I was diagnosed. So pretty much their whole lives. Um, and I feel like it doesn't really negatively impact them. Um, I think as they're growing older, they kind of realize like what diabetes is because they just have grown up with it. So they didn't really understand that I was like different or like knew anything else. Um, but I think they kind of reap the benefits in a way. Um, like I go to um, diabetes camp and they get to go too. Um, <laughs> to go. So they just, I don't know. I think that they see the, the positives in it, which is kind of nice because they, you know, it's a positive light. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And mentioning diabetes camp, can you talk more about that? Because I think that that is really interesting in a sense of like building community, but also making you feel 
um, just like you're in like a safe space and feel understood. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, I love diabetes camp um, and it's like the biggest positive. Um, I've met like my best friends there and um, I go to one in Chattanooga to two week away camp. Um, and it's just such like a positive, uh, I look forward to it every year, you know, and um, it's, it's a place that like, you don't have to think about diabetes. It's just like everyone there is going through the same thing. Everyone there has pumps and is injecting themselves. So you don't feel like different. And I don't think people understand like how much this place impacts me. It's literally like my favorite place ever just because it's so like welcoming and um, like, I just don't feel different there and I can be myself there, you know? Yeah. And that, that is so, so cool to me because I think that, you know, even if you have those people like within your school, you know, who have diabetes too, it's still, you are the minority and that, wow, that I think is, is just so, I think that we don't realize how much it can be isolating and how much you can feel like you are the odd one out, you know, or feel burdensome or something like that, even though you're like not in other people's eyes. It affects you a lot. I mean, it's like, I I mean, there's been times just like at at school where like, you know, I don't know, like say like you're like wearing something weird and you feel like the odd one out. And that's not even like, like, I'm not trying to compare that to your experience, but just like in the sense of like, you notice it and you're like, okay, like maybe other people don't notice it. But like, I don't know. I feel like that sounds like a silly comparison, but what I'm getting at is like, even so small as like what you wear at school, like makes can like make you feel so isolated for the day yeah. and then, like like when I'm yeah when I'm there I just like I can look around and see people with sites like pump sites and it literally brings me to tears like it's just such an overcome of like excitement and like positive light that like everyone here is like me and like I I wish that upon everyone like it's just such a wonderful feeling yeah yeah and I sorry that was like definitely a kind of a weird analogy for me to make but it's just no <laughs> Because that, that is so small scale to something like what you go through. And that's kind of like the point that I was trying to make. Like if something that small can make like impact you like that, then I can't imagine the way that you must feel impacted in a day-to-day basis. And I think that that is yeah. so, oh, that just, that makes my heart so happy and so full just to hear you talk about it with such passion and such joy. Um, and kind of also going into like other aspects of mental health besides like your relationship with food. How has it affected you in that area? And maybe in like the ways of like, I don't know if it makes you feel um, any sort of anxiety or stuff like that, um, especially like in situations where you're not in as much of like a routine or as much of a regiment um, and kind of like control yeah. and stuff like that. Well, um, one part of it I like to think of as like a circle, you know, because um, if my blood sugar is out of hand, like maybe my blood sugar is really high, that makes me really anxious and um, really worried. Um, and then the fact that my, I'm anxious and worried makes my blood sugar not come down. And then I'm worried again. So it's just a circle. Yeah. Um, and it's a like get out of that circle, but it's also just like a, a it just keeps happening. Um, but there's just so many little things each day that people don't think about. Maybe I misplaced my meter or um, my blood sugar is low and I don't have anything on me to make it go up or just small things like that that people don't think about that really like affect my day and affect like my mental health. 
Um, and yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would imagine that, especially as we like are in our adolescence, you know, like these are like the prime years where we kind of discover like identity and like label ourselves and begin to put like, you know, kind of put ourselves in a box sometimes and that can, yeah. can be positive or negative. Mm -hmm. So how do you try to stray away from labeling yourself like as a diabetic instead of saying, oh, I am someone who has diabetes. You know what I mean? Like the distinction between those two and not letting that be the way you define yourself. I think that like on one hand, it's something that you live with and something that in my case, I'm proud of, you know, I'm proud that I have diabetes um, and there's both negative and positive to that. You also, you know, it, it it's something that I have to live with and um, I just try to see the good in it and um, bring the positives and yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, I think that is really cool um, and really admirable like to hear, not in the way that I'm like, oh, like I like, like not yeah. in like a pity sense, you know? I just think that that is really cool because there's ways to look at things all the time and like it really does depend on how you look at it. Uh, and how you like you look at your situation and I think that you hear a lot of times people say like well in whatever circumstance that someone from the outside may not understand they say like well this is something that I have to live with so I might as well like get used to it or it's like normalize it or be proud of it and I think that choosing that route of learning to be proud of it instead of shying away from it um, whether by choice or just kind of because that's what you have to do is a really yeah. cool way to look at it. And as we go forward and you're um, going towards moving to college, how does that kind of impact the way that like, you look at your future and being away from home um, and kind of having to just do everything kind of on your own? Yeah, so um, it's scary. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's scary that like I'll be on my own and have that extra thing to worry about and um, especially just not having that extra security of someone to like check on me at night or um, someone who like pays for my insulin yeah. um, and like big things like that um, that I won't have and I'll I just have to get used to it uh, get used to like moving away and this uh, other like burden in that case I look at this as a bur as a burden um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would imagine, I mean, I don't know if, um, it's something that you're planning on doing. I'm guessing that it probably is like, kind of like talking to, I don't know. I don't even know who you would talk to, but like at the specific colleges that you're looking at and making sure that you have resources available to you. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So is that something that you're planning on doing as well? I mean, I'm sure it is. Cause it's something that you kind of have to look into. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't know. It's, it's all just going to be a process and trying to figure out like what I need and um, trying to be safe and making sure people know that I'm diabetic and like having options, knowing my options, doing a bunch of research. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of conversation go on and I am not supremely educated on this, but about the topic of insulin and the price of insulin. 
So um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that I've had a lot of friends who have spoken to me about that. Yeah, so that's really scary. Um, the price of insulin has gone up like 600% in the last 15 years. Um, and it doesn't need to be that expensive. Like it's pretty cheap to manufacture. Um, thankfully now my family has insurance, so we can afford insulin. But I know that there's a lot of people out there who can't. And um, it's scary to think that like one day I might not have that access. Um, and you know, diabetic can only live seven to 10 days without insulin, um, which is just mind boggling to me that it's so expensive and so hard to get um, for something so important. I don't think people realize like how important insulin is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, like one, I think um, I read a study that one in four diabetics are rationing insulin, um, wow. which is like a high proportion. Um, and that, yeah, it's like terrifying that that's a statistic. Oh yeah. No. Cause I think there's so many other like illnesses and chronic illnesses um, and autoimmune diseases that people have. And there's such a high access to whatever they need, mm -hmm. um, both medically and mentally and just everything surrounding that. And I think that there, there's just not enough awareness. And I can say that, um, and I hope that it doesn't sound superficial, but there's just not enough awareness as, as much as there needs to be. And I think that that is because it's diabetes is something that you hear a lot, but that you don't really dive into a lot. And I think yeah. that it is so important. And I'm so glad that we're able to have this discussion and kind of to close it out. I know you talked about being proud um, of the fact that you have diabetes and having it be something that um, is a positive for you. And so I was kind of wondering just how you feel like it has changed you and made you a better person um, compared to the person that you would be if you hadn't had to deal with this and haven't um, had it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going on 10 years. Um, so I don't really remember what my life was like before. Um, but it's definitely, I think, made me a better person. You know, I have to deal with this thing. Um, and I choose to be proud. Um, but I can kind of see where other people are coming from. I have this experience that um, I can share with other people. And, you know, I, I think it's made me of a more empathetic person and a kinder person um, to have this experience. And yeah, I'm, I'm proud. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, if you don't know Jenna, you should. She is like the most compassionate, um, loving and welcoming person that I know you are so accepting and yeah I think that the way that I would describe you is probably like loving that's probably like the number one word that comes to mind and I think that it is so cool to see um, just like the way that you carry yourself and all of that I think I think it just really is cool and that's not again not to say that like oh you shouldn't be proud and you shouldn't be carrying yourself yeah. this way you know but I think that it just is cool and like you said that you choose to be proud because it is a choice um yeah you, yeah you, and so i think that's that's really beautiful and i want to say thank you so much for having this discussion today i am so excited for people yeah, to hear you. this um and, and yeah you're just you're so amazing so thank you thank you yeah and thank you everybody for listening please like subscribe and share and have a great day